0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Catch Kate podcast this week we are on episode 20 it seems like kind of a big number like 10, 20 you know Um, as you may know before I am outside recording and uh, it's funny because the minute I come out with the laptop the hens just come after me because they think I'm giving them feed but I'm not um so you might hear them clucking a bit but they'll move away now in a second um so this week we're going to head for Brazil and I spent a couple of months there so again I'm going to split it and kind of talk you through the places I went to and a bit about the adventures and the beautiful Brazilian people like the most hospitable people on this earth um, well, you know, one of the most. Um, there are several countries which were amazingly, amazingly, amazingly hospitable. But seriously, the Brazilians, they just really know how to look after, you know, their visitors, their guests. Their, you know, they made me feel like family. And they took me in. And yeah, I just, I had trouble living there. I really did. And I have some great friends in Ireland for years and years and years. Lovely Brazilian girls. And I just having a bad work like they're just amazing people so without further ado let's get started um a note about the patreon as always uh, thank you to those who are supporting the podcast and it is free um, for you to listen to of course uh, but if you would like to see it grow and continue and support the work and the mission that i'm on um a small contribution would be greatly 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 appreciated and yeah really puts value onto my work and um it can simply be like the price of a coffee or whatever you think um you would kind of contribute to per month and um yeah that would be wonderful so thank you again and let's get going So when we think of Brazil like it's just an enormous country like it's enormous on a scale compared to the average size country like it's just huge and I knew before going there like that I would have to limit kind of the area that I would get to discover um, because it's just too big and I guess as well I was hitting the year mark on my trip and like at that stage you know I was I was getting tired and I was also getting I suppose low on money and yeah like you you can't do it all but like you could easily spend a year in Brazil like it's just it's huge it's massive um I think it's like the size of Europe or something like that um anyways so it's like one of the most biodiverse countries on the whole earth so it's a real hot spot for endemic species um and yeah it just has like it has different marine systems going on it has you know the amazon it has reef systems it has atlantic forest it has mangroves it has it just it's incredible country um and It also has about 70% of the world's catalogued animal and plant species. And year on year, they're discovering more and more. Like, you know, there's so much unknown to us. And, like, we're we're never going to be able to know everything, you know. It's just, it's unbelievable what's out there. And, you know, I spent a lot of time, I suppose... on some of the islands on the south coast and then in two major cities and yeah you know I'm I'm a real islander like I, I just fell in love with the islands so I stayed quite a while on them and also in the forests beautiful forests down there and yeah climbing some kind of mountain peaks and surfing and all of that so I'll take you through some of the first places I went to so the first place I arrived into was Sao Paulo. And I have a friend there. Well, I have many friends there actually. Um, and there's so many of them actually in Cork, in Ireland and Dublin as well. But I went there to visit my friend and I stayed with him for like a week or so. And it was quite a big uh, change for me cause like Sao Paulo has like, you know, 20 million people or so. So I was just like, wow, the amount of people. But, you know, for a countryside girl, I just, yeah, it was a lot to take in. But, you know, it was beautiful as well Um, to feel the city living for a while, to go out at night, to explore the local parks and um, drink from coconuts, have barbecues and... Um, just try the local food and live with a local family and you know cooking together and all of that it's just really nice and you know just playing like football on the streets and yeah it was lovely and I also like as I said like I was studying along the way so it was really handy for me at times just to kind of settle a bit and like not explore um, all the time because you need that i find i need that rhythm and balance you know i need that i need to kind of almost have something i'm working towards like like not totally wandering aimlessly you know like i have something that i'm really passionate about in the back end that i'm working towards and like that was so important for me on the trip you know um yeah and i had like thinking about my travel like i've always wanted to share the knowledge or the experience that I would have gone on and I guess I've done so much solo that like it's almost inherently a part of you when you do something solo it's kind of that inkling to share it you know and yeah so I guess that's kind of exactly what I'm doing now sharing it but yeah so I stayed in Sao Paulo like a week and then I ventured out to Florianopolis which is an island in Santa Catarina, so it's on the south coast. So when I was in Sao Paulo, I was researching quite a bit, like the nearest kind of island, and Floripa, um, the island of magic, um, just was calling me, you know. They had surfing there, just a really, really cool, beautiful lifestyle. And I went couch surfing there for a little bit, and I stayed a week in one house um my couch surf host and his partner and their doggies and it was just it was amazing um and he was like into surfing and all of it and kind of the natural lifestyle so when I went to his house he showed me like his home and I couldn't believe I was couch surfing in such a house I was like I'm so lucky I had my own like double room there was like a a painting above the wall with a wave on it there was like a balcony with a hammock you know, avocado trees you know, peach trees all of it, you know, barbecues like, it's just amazing I was very lucky, and and then he would take me down to the beach with the dogs and he had a golden retriever and um, yeah, I loved it and, you know, then we'd go out surfing and he'd kind of show me the hot spots and I'd try and learn <laughs> um and it was just so nice you know um yeah and like one at one day as well like we were driving back to the house they really took me in like family like I I can't say enough good things about how, how I was treated there and like the avocado tree had fallen down and we were out he was like go out and pick up the avocados if you want so I went out and I remember I was gathering them all up into like my like my pouch like in like I was gathering like and they were like falling out of my hands and I remember we like shoved them into the back of the car and I was sitting in the back of the car it was so funny and there was just like 20 avocados on the ground before we were going out to dinner it was so funny but um yeah so I spent like a week there near Lagoa, and we'd go out to these beaches like Mole and Joaquina and we just like you know swim or surf or hike along the sand dunes with the dogs and it was just and then in the evening you might go for a cycle or a run and it was just it was really nice to be there and just so relaxing so relaxing um so then i kind of moved upward on the island well not upward but kind of like east and i stayed in another two places kind of beachside towns um, it's all very beachy there there's, there's just endless beaches You know I stayed in another house Where I actually was sitting some exams So I stayed there again about a week and a half In like an Airbnb And I used to just like walk to the sand dunes in the morning And go swimming But like people like would say to me like, Oh be careful because You know you're a young girl And you're on your own And, and there was some There was something that had happened And uh, they were with another, like I don't know, something had happened down on the beach uh, a few weeks before and a girl had gotten a fright or something and uh, they were kind of warning me, but uh, I mean, I was okay. Like I was precautious, looking around me and stuff, but yeah, it's kind of like when you're walking in sand dunes and there's all these trees above my head, like you, you don't know as well, like, you know, could there be somebody hiding in there you know all those things go through your head but when i used to get down to the beach and there was a vast open space i felt really good and really safe and the host family i was with the airbnb family they were just so amazing and so lovely and yeah they were super cool and i developed kind of like a routine there like i would study during the day and then um think kind of at night i would go for a run when it would get like quite cool Um, and yeah it was lovely just to develop again that kind of stable routine and then the final place I moved uh, more east again on the island and I was like I stayed in another Airbnb for a couple of nights with a young, with a girl and she was so lovely as well like everywhere I went in Brazil I was just like I can't leave it's just so hard to leave they're just so nice the people and like her house was literally on the beach front with a hammock and there was islands around it people surfing, people oh, and i just go running on the sandy beach and like the dogs would follow you home and oh, it was just so nice you know and I was struggling like to make a decision the whole time I was like I need to leave this island but what am I going to do you know I didn't want to leave and I knew how I had to move on like everybody kept telling me you need to go to Rio, you need to go to Rio and I was like do i really need to go to rio but then i was like okay everybody talks about rio maybe i should go there but like i'm not a city girl so like i was a bit like hesitant but in the end i booked a ticket to go to rio i was like look i might as well just go and you know experience it and see what everybody's talking about so my next stop after floripa uh was Rio. Um, But if you do go to Brazil, I would definitely recommend Florianópolis because it's amazing. Um, It is like a little bit kind of, it is built kind of for visitors as well. Um, Like you would see some tourists there and surfers and all of it, but it's just so beautiful. It's just a magical, magical, magical place. Beautiful. So let's go to Rio. So arriving into Rio on the plane, I was like, wow, this city looks crazy cool. Like from the plane, you know? You see all these islands, you see this huge urban forest and it's massive. It's like 33,000 square kilometers. It's huge. And then you see the favelas, you know, where it's, it's where like developed, you know, back in the day, this kind of housing, which you know, many people say, oh, don't go up there, there's crime, but you know, uh, you just have to be careful, and you just, it's just a, such a such a big city. Like I was like, wow, you know, um. But and then you see the Christ, the Redeemer, the big huge statue, which I'm sure most people would notice, and then all the beautiful, gorgeous, crystal, sandy. <gasps> Um, lined beaches, just amazing. And then so much vibrancy, like from the people, you know? So I arrived in anyway, and to be honest, I didn't have the best experience arriving in. I was doing a couch surfing again. The guy picked, I actually took a taxi to meet the guy at his uh, place of work, and like I didn't. He had great reviews like online and I thought like oh everything's going to go fine but it didn't. Um, He had like these buildings where he would have like uh, people renting and I kind of like I was taking a chance really but when I got when he actually brought, so I went to his place of work first and we stayed there a few hours, we had something to eat, it was lovely and then in the evening we went to the actual residence block where he taught me I would have a room. So we went there anyway and he kind of left me off in the car and then like a lady at the place was going to show me the room and like when they opened the door like there was no window in there the bed had no sheets no duvet the toilet like there was a bucket kind of near the sink and like it looked like nothing it looked like the room hadn't been opened in a really long time and they did say that they were like oh we haven't had somebody in here like in a really long time like the door hadn't even been opened and then the guy next door was smoking and I was just like I thought I was gonna get sick it was really bad and at that point I was just like I was so exhausted from the journey I had I was so sad leaving Floripa, and I had arrived here out on the outskirts of Rio and I didn't know what was going on and I was like I can't stay here there's no way uh, I couldn't, I couldn't barely breathe in the room. There was so much damp and mold. Um, so I remember after then I left the room and I went outside, I had a breather, you know, and I just went out and I told the lady, I was like, I, I actually can't sleep in there. I can't breathe. Like, it's just, it was horrible, you know? And she was so understanding and she was so lovely. And she said, there's no problem. And I said, look, I'm gonna look for somewhere else to stay. And again, this was like 10 o'clock at night. In Rio, and I was like, oh, "Where am I going to find at this hour?" But in the end, I ended up finding an Airbnb, and the lady took me in, and the man was kind enough. He did understand. I, he was a bit upset that I was leaving, but I think he also understood that like, there was no way I could have like I wouldn't have been able to breathe in that room for the night, you know, Not, no window, damp, mold, no way. I would have got sick. Um, but yeah, look, these are the joys that also kind of can happen you know you can have difficult experiences and you just have to listen to your gut like and be like okay like i need to leave um but anyway i got an airbnb that night and i stayed in there for two days before like finally finding a hostel and settling in um and yeah so eventually i got to a hostel and um i was sharing the room with like you know eight other girls um quite busy uh, it was a big difference from the island, so I was kind of I was having difficulty settling in, to be honest. Um, and then I kind of was like, okay, just have a good rest and, you know, uh, go out and start exploring. So I went to explore Christ the Redeemer. I'm sure many of you have heard of that. Um, there's a statue way, 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 way up on one of the mountain tops in the city, and you can get like um, like a cable car up there and um, yeah it was so funny because i've been in brazil like you know maybe a month or so and the guy in the taxi bringing me up he was like how long have you lived here and i was like what <laughs> i was like speaking random portuguese like you know but i had like kind of phrases that i had you know like they were like saying like you know Was I from Sao Paulo? Because I had picked up kind of a little funny accent from there. But like it was just funny. Um, Like if somebody asked me to speak now. I'd be like what? (laughs) But just at the time when you're in it. Like you can just rattle off stuff you know. Um, And yeah it was just funny. It was like how long do you live here? Where are you living? What are you doing? Blah blah blah. But anyway. I got up to Christ the Redeemer eventually. And it was a super hot day. But the view from the top was like something else but it like it was super crowded like like getting even a picture like you had hundreds of people in the photo with you you know so it was good to visit Um, but I did find the crowds a bit exhausting but definitely worth it and it's classified as one of the new wonders of the world so it is something really culturally uh, important and historical so yeah and and when you walk around Rio like you just look up and you see Christ the Redeemer it's just like whoa look at that Um, you know So it's pretty cool and then I also like went around kind of exploring uh, some of the districts and there's so many of them like you'd need a really long time there but walked kind of like to a viewpoint of the Sugarloaf and and that was really cool as well really beautiful And, and I just loved the vibe there like you know, people are rollerblading, people having picnics, laughing, music, dance, samba, um, yeah, and just the beaches, like everybody lying out, tanning themselves, just having a good time. like the Brazilians know how to have a good time, but um, not to make not to make it too sad, uh, but like I ended up getting really sick there. I ended up eating like a, a watermelon that was like i don't know anyway it was some kind of uh bacteria i ingested it and uh, i got really sick uh, like food poisoning for a few days so my my experience in rio was a bit tricky you know Uh, because when you get sick somewhere you're really like and you're really low and you don't know how who's gonna help you and my portuguese wasn't the best in the end, like in the hostel, uh, you know, because people are coming and going, coming and going, and like you're like, oh my god, like I need help. You know, I couldn't actually move out of the bed. I was that. Um, I was just w- completely w- Like I had no energy. You know, I actually even had trouble lifting up my telephone, like lifting up my phone. Like I was, I was just knocked out in the bed, and I was just back and forth into the bathroom, shared bathroom. So like. Sometimes on trips like things can get really ugly and really hard, you know um And like at the time like I was so grateful because the cleaner actually the cleaners actually ended up looking after me in the hostel And again that just goes to show like that, you know something could go wrong Something could be really difficult like food poisoning and you're on your own No family no basic Like words in the language like they were like to me speak spanish to us, but like at that point when you can like I could barely speak English I was just like uh uh you know just like so dead in my body like a vegetable um and couldn't eat for many days um but then eventually I started to eat a bit of bread bread and banana I think like that was all I could stomach like imagine that bread and banana and um yeah it was super tough time um, But I was so grateful to the cleaners, you know, and always when there's a difficult situation, you always see the light. So like those ladies came and looked after me and I couldn't believe it. Like one of them went out to the pharmacy and she got me like these um, salts, you know, like uh, what are they called? You know, those drinks that really they replenish your salts and like it cost about like, I remember it was like seven dollars or something, you know, and they were just so sweet, like, you know. Um, so kind and the hostel literally just looked after me so well and yeah just people were amazing you know but I eventually got better and I was just like yes I can get on the road again so I had been contacting this lady another other couch surfaced down in a place called Santos which is on the coast of a uh, well, Sao Paulo, it's on, like, yeah. When you go from Sao Paulo to the coast, it's out there. And I'd been chatting with her because I saw she had a connection in Cork, that she'd been living in Cork, which was super like, like I was like, what? This is really funny. She was living in Cork, like where I live, in East Cork as well, which was really like, what? And um, i have been chatting to her for a while, and I was like, look, I'm I'm probably gonna go from Rio back to Sao Paulo um and do the coastline, you know. so she had been like giving me recommendations and all of that and um she was like, Oh look, whenever you get down to this this point, come back and you can come and stay with me And I was like, Oh my god, it's amazing and um yeah, it was super cool and we even had mutual like uh friends or, you know, it's it's it was kind of yeah or I, I had a mutual colleague, actually. So she was living with a colli- an old colleague of mine. I was like, this is too weird, like. But anyway, she hooked me up then with, um, she gave me the number of a guy who was also couch surfing and who was going to uh, an island called Ilia Bela and that it would be great if we met up. So, um, yeah, so I did that. Um, and I made my way down to Ilia Bela from Rio and it's just the most gorgeous island Um, uh, in Portuguese it means like beautiful island Um, and it is you know it's amazing place Um, there's so I went down I met Caio uh, my Portuguese friend uh, and he was so lovely and he brought me to the most beautiful residence so he had got uh, a friend of his had kind of rented him uh, a beautiful house in their like residence and there was like kind of like swimming pools and flowers and trees and like waterfalls it was just insane so like we'd kind of just go off and do these hikes like um up to these like amazing waterfalls. Like the island has so many waterfalls. There's all different ones as well. And just pure nature, pure immersion in nature. Um, You just go into the forest, you start trekking and like, it's this kind of thing where you forget the whole world, you know? Like you're totally immersed in pristine nature. It's incredible. And so I stayed with him for a few days and we did lots of little adventure days, which was really fun. And he made, he made me these things called crepiocas. Uh, and, um, I actually went on in Brazil and I was still talking about them to everyone. I was like, crepioca. <laughs> um, so it's actually from the, the, uh, plant, the tapioca. And then you can kind of make a crepe out of it. So we'd have them in the morning. Oh my God. They were so delicious. Oh my God. Divine. I'm getting hungry now thinking of it because like I actually bought the flour after the tapioca and I brought it with me in my bag so I was like I, st- I need to keep eating these these are amazing I need to keep eating them and um Caio actually was traveling like up South America he might be listening to the podcast I don't know but he was planning to travel up on his bike all the way up South America and he did it like he did so much cycling it was incredible I was like wow you know um amazing people there's a lot of people do that they go on a bike and they just cycle and it's so it's low carbon low impact and you just take it it's it's hardship as well you know you're cycling all day and then you're taking in all weathers all environments you know but yeah super cool and what else happened after that oh so then i so he was leaving i i went to move on and i went to stay in actually an airbnb with a lovely australian guy and his partner and they were gorgeous. They were lovely. And it was really like I was like, oh, there's an Australian here. And, you know, I could speak English again while well, I was speaking English, you know, with, you know, but I mean, like with a native English person, um, English speaking person, pardon me. And that was kind of, you know, it's funny, like when you're so immersed in the culture, like I'd been around Brazilians for ages. And then I eventually met a guy from Australia and I was like, wow, this is so different. And he was so, he was an amazing Airbnb host. He took me off on little adventure days again. Um, had lovely like scrambled eggs in the morning. It was super nice. And I, yeah, he took me to these like rock pools. They were super cool. We got to climb over rocks and like, then like see turtles. Like I've seeing turtles like all the time. They were amazing. You just get into the water and there'd be turtles. <gasps> and then I used to like follow them and see where they were going. Um, Yeah, so like when I was with him, I just like get up in the morning, we get the snorkel, the fins, off we go. Turtles, fish, all of it. And then one day we saw these nets and we thought they were, it was like a fish farm or something. So we decided, we were like, will we swim out to it? And we were like, yeah, let's do it. You know? And we gave it a lash, we went swimming, 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 swimming. swimming. We got out to the net and there was nothing in it. (laughs) So then we were like, let's go back. So we went back. Um, But yeah, it was amazing. But then, like, this huge storm came. And, like, I got stuck. I got stuck, basically. I was in the Airbnb. And I got stuck. And I couldn't move. And, like, it was really heavy, like, you know? Like, so heavy. Um, And in the end, like, I had booked a new... I was actually going to another couch surf. And I got there, like, I don't know, was it that night really late? Or the next day? Because I couldn't actually drive in the rain. And then... And then when I did get there, like, the guy was really lovely. He took me in for a few days. um. But, like, the storm got really bad. That, like, we had no electricity. Um, You know, aircon was down. So, like, you can imagine the room in, in Brazilian, like, summer. Like, it was so hot. Like, and it was, like, oh, it was just incredibly... You know thinking about it now when I go to sleep here, I'm like with my hot water bottle sometimes, you know, and then I'm like thinking of there, and I'm like, "Oh my God, like I couldn't like it was so hot like you were sitting on the sheet, you'd have a sheet on the bed, and you'd be like, "I'm boiling, and how do I get cool? You know it's such a different climate, um but yeah, and like at the time I had assignments due for college, and sure everything was down. I remember trying to like contact home and being like, "I can't send anything in, I can't do research, I can't record my videos." and yeah it was just a little bit stressful and then we had no um plugs or the plugs weren't working either so i'd have to like we'd go to like a local restaurant which had a generator and i'd be able to plug in my phone like it was crazy like back to basics but again like all of these things like they're not bad they're not like bad experiences they're actually great learning lessons you know and nothing is bad it is what it is and you just accept it you know and we actually did some great explorations as well like during the storm like we decided to go up to this another part of the forest and just like go deep into it and find this waterfall and yeah it was amazing and I got to like just like walk under the waterfall and at the start I was like oh my god it's so freezing but then like it just like you become one with it and it's all flowing and and just beautiful and cold and crisp and clean and you're refreshed. And yeah, it was amazing. And those are the best days, you know. You just go out, you don't know what's going to happen, you go on your adventure, into nature and you come back and you're like, wow, that was an amazing day. And you have a good meal that night and yeah, really, really great fun and we got some coconuts as well and so many coconuts there so many and then for the end of my stay I kind of I used to like I had trouble leaving there as well I was like no I don't want to leave this island but like the ferry actually was cancelled like I couldn't leave actually for a while because there was no ferry because the storm so I really was stuck in in this island you know but it was perfect you know there was amazing beaches and um it's actually like there's a lot of weddings go there as well so like I got to see some nice uh people like really happy and having their wedding days and and you know it's times like these of reflection where like you're there and you're traveling solo and you're on the beach contemplating and then you see like these weddings you see families you know couples all of it and you're like you know, it does make you strong, you know, and it does, you know, seeing them made me, it made me happy too. But it also gave me, you know, nostalgia for home. But I knew, I knew how lucky I was to have the experience that I had. And I knew that, you know, it was once in a lifetime. Um, And very special and I'm so glad that I, I kept going even though at times I was, you know, tempted to return. Um, but yeah, and that island of Iliabella, like, defo go there if you ever have the chance. Uh, it is amazing. And I also, like, did some hitchhiking there, and it was totally safe. Um, so you'd find that a lot on islands that, well, this is not my advice. I'm just saying how I experienced it, that, like, if I hitchhiked on islands, people are, like, local. And yeah, I was really safe. Um, and also a funny encounter happened I was on one of the beaches and a guy called Jose who was also cycling across Brazil came up to me randomly like it was so funny the encounters I would have you know just the synchronicity of things and he was like hi and he just started talking to me and I was like hi yeah because obviously I was alone as well and it ended up he was living in Dublin for a couple of years and he had you know he spoke English and I had my bits of Portuguese and we ended up then like becoming friends and hanging out. And we did like a really, really cool mountain hike. um, Yeah, up really high, uh, a really high location on, on Ilha Bella. And uh, yeah, it was incredible, but it was really tough. Like, you know, we took off in the morning on bicycles and genie like that day i must have like <sighs> expended some amount of energy because like we we didn't only just like cycle to the actual mountain we'll say starting point like you had to walk up like these like vertical hills and then the heat like the heat is unbelievable you know And then eventually, like, we were going up and I was like, I'm actually, like, I'm done. Like, we were up, like, maybe a couple of hours and my quads, I was like, was nearly giving up. And he was super fit, like, but we got to the top in the end, we did. I thought we were at the top at one point and we weren't. We were, like, at, like, half of the summit. It was so funny. And I was like, what, we're not even there. (laughs) But yeah, it was amazing. And we eventually got to the top and, you know, you just like, when you get to the summit of a mountain, like it's just there's there's nothing like some it's like a feat you know and your mindset is like super open and you're just feeling all the high vibes it's incredible so yeah that was an amazing journey so thanks for Jose for coming to chat to me on the beach because he ended up friends we ended up climbing the mountain hanging out and playing volleyball and uh, cooking together and we actually ended up meeting again in another town super fun and uh, yeah, and just fair play to all those people who are cycling, like cycling, like across South America, all over the world people are doing it, but just meeting them and hearing their story was wonderful and inspiring and like amazing. Like you can travel whatever way you want, you know, Um, actually that reminds me of my aunt as well, like she, she cycled from um, Netherlands, even through Europe up to Ireland, so It is quite popular and and maybe for the future we can we can look at more low-carbon ways of traveling, you know, because you can do it by bike. Um, And it's very rewarding. Like when you have challenge involved and difficulty, it's it's very rewarding in the end. So I did visit some more places in Brazil, down the coast and stayed with some more people. But um, we'll keep that for next week and um, talk about the lovely people that I met and how they live and um, their, you know, their backgrounds, their cultures and how lovely they were to me and accommodating and hosting me without any issue at all, with so much ease and even asking me to stay longer. Like, incredible people. Um, so this week um, on the farm, on the environmental bits, um, I actually separated my uh, ducks and hens this week because mr fox is in the fields and i was having palpitations because i was like i can't even sleep at night now knowing he's out there and uh, my neighbor then like one of her hens was taken so i was like oh no he's around so i'm like watching them and i i kind of put them in a new place with more fencing but you know like you, i guess you can just do as best you can and hope for the best <laughs> yeah so that was the news with the ducks and hens um the veggies and the plants are just blooming at the moment everything is just bursting with life um yesterday i've been eating loads of my produce and during the week and i go out in the morning collect the strawberries it's just i love it i just love it it is like it is really hard work and there's no escape in the hard work like you have to do it and some days i'm like oh it's really hard you know the weeding and the just doing it all but actually like the reward it's so beautiful and it's amazing you know and it's not just like it just turns up vegetables or food you know it it's small steps every day and it's a beautiful process you know minding them caring for them checking on them so like yesterday now I would have um like even for my meals like you know being able to just take the spinach the rocket the lettuce um chives um like uh, what else courgettes Um, what else do we have at the moment the strawberries oh my god the strawberries the moment are just divine and um, what else there's other things Um, I should open the tunnel here I'm right next to it I should open it and look in and what else Um, rhubarb yeah so I'm going to make something with the rhubarb I was cutting a few stalks of that and yeah it's just amazing and so grateful to be able to do it. And like, there's so much abundance, like, you know, stuff, like the amount of seeds a plant can produce. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Like, um, like I got one pepper and just to show you, like, you know, like you'd be cutting your pepper. You might, people might not even think of it, but like those seeds, you know, when you open it up, like I literally just threw them into compost and like, tens and tens and tens and tens of uh, seeds germinated. And now I have loads of seedlings, you know? So like never doubt nature and never doubt your ability to be able to grow something because nature will do the work, you know? Um, And it's just, uh, don't like, don't ever feel intimidated by it. Like, you know, it, it, it becomes hard work when you do like a lot of it. But like you can just do small bits, you know, like have, you know, one tomato plant, have, you know, a couple of lettuces on the go and like you're away you go. Like the minute you start eating food that you're producing, oh my God, the flavor completely changes. You just like, you're so grateful for it. And, and you've done the work, like, you know, and it's amazing. Like, even when I taste my spinach now, I'm like, oh, tastes unbelievable. I like, can't stop eating it. It's amazing. Also some news on the book. I just want to say thank you to Jonathan. So Jonathan, I met at the beach la- the other day and um, his mom, Justina and Sinead as well. Uh, lovely people who I see at the beach swimming and, um, I invited them up to get a book off me on the farm because they wanted one. And um yeah, it was so beautiful like he he got to ask me questions, and I got to write him a message on it and he was saying to me he'll have a head start in secondary school now because he has he'll have knowledge of the planet and you know it'll help him and uh I think I I know that we're all going that way more conscious of our environments and that we must restore nature in order to live balanced and in harmony and that's so beautiful you know so hearing about the boys bringing it into school and showing their friends and you know only 11 like so I'm I'm just I'm just feeling so grateful that like it's having such an impact on people young and old and had another boy he was only um like six and he took it out into his estate and he was like sitting on the curb, like showing all of his friends in the estate and like he's literally obsessed with it every night. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I feel so much love and joy knowing that like, I could go away and, you know, have these experiences and now bring it back, you know, cause obviously we haven't been able to do or, ex, you know, voyage or explore much. So it's so beautiful that I could give that information and hopefully, make an impact and they can make a little plan or a bucket list for their future and dreams that they have and 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 that you can realize dreams you know you can and never take never take in if somebody says you can't achieve something allow that to be a fuel for the fire i've always done that <laughs> you know if if you feel if you get negative criticism or anything or somebody tells you you can't do something you go away and you do it silently and you know Do it for yourself um, and show up for yourself and just know that you can achieve anything you want. And we can make the world a better place um, by small actions, by small individuals. And, you know, there's no point going out thinking, oh, I'm going to change the whole world. And well, you can, but I think it's a great start to just change yourself first. You know, change how you are, your behaviours, your actions, and even like a small little... uh, Just showing people the way. Like, you don't, we don't need to go off and say to anybody, like, this is the way you should live, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, lead by example. You know, we can all do that and be kind and humble and gentle and we'll all find the way eventually. And uh, yeah, just stay optimistic. So, final note thank you to uh, the patrons as always for supporting the podcast. And if you have any feedback, or suggestions or anything you would like to know about or hear of in a future podcast let me know um and yeah if you can support it would be greatly appreciated and it's a way of giving back um, so patreon.com slash catch and it will allow me to further continue this work um, so thank you again to each and every one of you who are listening I wish you a beautiful day make sure to go wander stay curious, get lost in the woods and yeah, have fun and enjoy the journey have a gorgeous weekend guys, bye